Welcome back to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're discussing season two, episode six, How Did I Get Here? Original air date, November 9th, 2007, written by Carter Harris and directed by Jonas Pate. Upon returning to Dillon, Tim finds his team locker empty, while Coach Taylor deals with Jason and offering him a coaching job, while at the same time dealing with his own job, not paying as nearly much as he deserves and thinks he gets. (laughs) (laughs) Lila's friend from the boys' school, Santiago, shows up with her father in hopes of a tryout with the Panthers. Landry's father hears the truth about his son's role in a death. It's weird. Uh, Google Docs auto-corrected here to near. Ah, Google Docs, come on. Come on, Google Doc. Like, I don't understand. You ever have that with autocorrect that it uh, will change a word? And it's like, well, no, that's actually a word. You don't need to change it. Or even just like prediction, like your text prediction. Yeah. I'm like, no, and then you'll go and change it. And it still goes back to the original. I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. (laughs) Yeah. And you just keep hitting send. And so yeah. you just keep mm-hmm. typing the... It's the worst. Yeah. Anyway, the four words I gave you to describe this episode, stuck, amount, fibers, and ant. You did so well. I really did. I really you really did. did. You really did. I was very proud of you. Uh, what do you think before we get into the summary? I loved this episode. You did? It was my favorite yet so far. Okay. So okay. last week I said it was the best one, and now this week it's was even better. Okay. Yeah. What did you think? Did you like it? Yeah. I mean, I watched this episode three times now, so Mm -hmm. I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, There's definitely certain parts that I'm excited to talk to you about. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's start with Stuck. This had to deal with Jason. We get a birthday. Finally, we get a confirmation of an age. 19? Okay. 19. So Jason's turning 19 and questioning life, as one does, right? Uh, And so Coach ends up stopping by to check on him and questions how he's doing and if he's still into coaching and kind of talks him into coming back because Coach really needs someone he can trust. I love that. Yeah, I know. And Jason, he was like, yeah, okay, like for you, I'll do it. But then he realized, like, I'm not really, my heart's not really in it. Right. So he does head back to the field and we see him coaching. And you even said in our group chat, like, he's such a good coach. And he is. But you can tell the passion is just not there anymore. Yeah. He's a really good coach. Like, he's very firm, but like in a very, um, he's like commanding the room, but it's not in an inappropriate coach way. Obviously, we were dealing with McGregor, who doesn't have good tactics when it comes to speaking to the boys but he's just he's you just respect the way he coaches he's just like he just knows it he gets it just like coach yeah i mean he played for so long and and also the players respect him yeah so that's a huge other thing too so he can talk to them on a mutual playing level so with all of this happening jason approaches lila at church before his birthday party yeah and he says to her well he brings up did you ever notice how in Dylan, no one changes? Everybody goes to the same restaurant. Everybody goes to the same church. Everything is always the same. And you're the only person who changed their life. How did you do it? And of course, she starts to go into, you know, she found Jesus. And he's like, no, please don't give me the God card. <laughs> but she said, you just do it. So do you think Lila did actually change her life? Uh, did she, I guess, kind of. But again, then we see these scenes of her reverting back with dealing mm-hmm. with Jason and Tim. And like last week, we had so much to say about the ending scene of last week's episode. And it was just like it never happened. So I guess never those were happened. friendship kisses. They were friendship kisses. I think it was, hey, we were drunk. We had some fun. We'll just like pretend it didn't happen because for each one of us, it probably meant something different. So yeah. we're not going to okay. touch it. Like Tim, obviously still the flame is lit for Lila. Lila doesn't know what she wants with either men. I think she's definitely over trying to be with Jason. And Jason's definitely over trying to be with her. I think that's definitely done. 
You think so? so? I I believe it. I don't know okay. if that's the truth, but yeah, no, I'm just curious of how you feel about it. Yeah, yeah. And so even in this episode, I felt like it was. I really enjoyed their moment together because they were finally like talking as friends, like friends that they haven't been in a while. And also maybe friends that they've never were because they kind of were always like thrown together like the QB and the cheerleader. And oh, yeah, we should date and we are the perfect couple. So I think it was good for them to have like an actual real conversation. Um, Do I think that Lila changed her life? I I don't I don't know if she changed her life. I think she is making maybe better decisions or she thinks she's making better decisions um i don't i don't know i really don't know i it's hard for me to say as of right now maybe a little bit down the line i'll be like oh yeah actually that is definitely a growth for her but i haven't I haven't seen a lot of growth yet except for the fact that now she's trying to do things out of the goodness of her heart but i don't know did she did she not always do that like i feel like again i feel like i go back to this point and reiterate i don't know who these people were before i saw them the first day jason getting into an accident lila being his girlfriend like i don't know who she was before then so was she always a nice girl who likes to help people or not because then you really didn't grow (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I feel like she's always had that in her. She's always been the sweet cheerleader who did things for others. So, and love Jesus. Like she's always loved Jesus. Well, right. Like maybe the family, the her. You know, she was brought up going to church, but now she's very much involved in the church. Mm, And so, you're right. Like I guess I shouldn't. I don't know. I just took it as I don't know. Did you change that much? I guess. I don't know. But anyway, so we get to Jason's birthday party which the whole town is invited which he did make a joke to lila that like his mom invited everybody but truly everyone is there from peers to adults and they're sitting around watching old gameplays including when jason used to play and i would think this would be so painful to watch and everybody's like making comments and 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 buddy says wow lila could have been rich and Lila's like, come on, dad. And and Jason says, you know what? You're right. Like, I had it all, but you just can't have it all at once, which I love that quote. Yeah. Because it's so true. And it there's a lot of healing there. A lot. That was like a growth moment. So much growth. Yeah. So, yeah. and he was able to watch himself play back in his freshman year and reminisce, but also not get too worked up about it. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm sure it hurts. But he, I loved when he said to Lila, to go back to the other scene, like, nobody, nobody changes in this town. And I can imagine, I mean, we don't come from like a small town, but I can imagine you growing up in a town like this and, you know, you graduate high school and then you're working, like, you're, you become Buddy Garrity and you start a shop in town and that everyone still is revolved around football and then everyone knows your business and, He's like, I don't really, I don't really want to be a part of that. Like, I'm, I'm meant to do so much more than that. So, I think this was like a, a sign off for him. Like, you know what? This is my past life. So here you go, coach. Because I'm not going to continue being in a rut like everyone else here in this town. Right. So what he ends up doing is before coach leaves, he ends up giving his old game tapes to him. And he said, maybe this can be helpful for you. You could show, you know, new members of the team and help with gameplays and all of that. And he says, I just want to let you know I am quitting. And so this was such a sweet moment because he didn't want to let coach down. But coach says, I just want to let you know you lift up everyone. And I hope I didn't let you down. Tears. Cry. Tears. So much. I had... Oh this God. really moved me. I I cried a couple of times for obvious yeah. reasons in this episode, yeah. but that one I was really just like, oh, I love Coach and Jason. They are like my favorite duo. They were really just like you, just the way you, you're just a good duo. They are. Yeah. I love any time the two of them are on screen because it's so genuine and heartfelt mm-hmm. yeah, and meaningful and it's just so good. Vic wants to know, what do you think Jason will do now? 
I don't know if he meant coaching is not his future in Dylan or if coaching is just not his future at all. I think he's a great coach. I would love to see him coach other kids. Maybe he'll go to try and I don't know how it works with like the college stuff. Do you just kind of apply and hope that you get a job or like you have to kind of really have like coach some background in coaching (laughs) as I'm like going in circles as I'm talking. But I would love to see him coach in some capacity. I think he would be he's going to be great at no matter what he does. I He's a fighter and he is very motivated and you like, you can't tell him no. Like he's just like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I, whatever I want to do. And it's not going to be here. And I think that's great. Right. Whatever he puts his mind to, he will achieve. He just has to decide what his next step is. Right. It's up to him to decide. So he's 19. I guess so. So he's got an early birth or well if this is like the start of the school year let's just say it's like september october then he was actually older than everyone else in his grade right because you would be turning eight he would have only been turning 18 in his freshman year of college let's just say so he's like turning 19 right yeah, so he was even older than Tim. <laughs> I know we're not yeah. supposed to think about it. I know we're not supposed to think yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, let's it's, not get wrapped up in it. It's not worth it to no. try to figure it out. No. no, no. Uh, Stuck also has to deal with Riggins. So Riggins heads back to practice after being in Mexico, you know, with Jason and Lila. And Coach is like, absolutely not. Like, you haven't been in practice. Get off the team. And the team is really mad about this because they actually do need Riggins. Yeah. So Lisa wants to know, do you think Coach will find out why Tim was in Mexico? So at first we're wondering, like, does he even know where he was? But it seems that Coach understands he was in Mexico. But does he know? And I don't – it doesn't come up next week. And I don't remember if this comes up again. But, like, if he went to Coach and was like, listen, I went to Mexico because I was trying to stop Jason from doing this experimental surgery – Here's the reasoning. I mean, that would we're expecting a lot from Tim. Yeah. Would that have made a difference? Where did do you Coach think, he, think Jason was, though? I think he knows that maybe – you're right. Like, <laughs> did he know they were together? But then but then Coach says to, to Jason, like, oh, welcome home. So right. So maybe they were just on a boys' trip. I don't know. I don't know how this was presented. Right. I yeah. think – I I don't think I'm just going to assume that he knew that he was going to Mexico with Jason. I don't know if anyone truly knows the reasoning why Jason went there. Maybe he just said like, "Hey, I'm quitting because McGregor and I didn't get along and Tim is my buddy, so he'll come with me." Um so maybe coach will find out that that's the true reason and take that into consideration. But I feel like he's already still taking everything into consideration. He's getting back on the team. He's joking around with him saying like, not yet, not yet. But it it's almost like there's like the promise that, yes, you will come back to the team anyway, right. even yeah. not knowing what he did for Jason. So, All right. So this leads him to spending a lot more time at home. And so Lila stops by to not only check on him, but ask for a favor, wants to know if he will coach Santiago, which we'll get into why Santiago is being, uh, you know, he's trying out for the team. What did you think about this, her asking the favor? Why did we have to ask Tim? Well, because... Tim could coach him on how to play. Like Tim is a good player when he applies himself. Yeah, he's also a good coach too. Like we've he's seen a very him coach good coach a lot. So, so good. Yeah, I guess you know. Also, kind of like you owe me. I came to help you with Jason, so now come and help me. And he wasn't very keen on it. <laughs> no, and also it's like okay. I asked you for a favor for someone that you actually care about as well. Like we have a mutual right. interest in this person and it was life or death. You asking me this favor, I don't know this dude and I'm not on the team. So it's a little sour. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Panther practice continues to not go well. So Smash gets fed up. He ends up going in to talk to Coach about it. And that, can we please have Riggins back on the team? And Coach throws him out. So then Smash goes to Riggins' house, which I love this scene because, I mean, yeah. Smash asking Riggins to show up and, you know, stop being a lazy ass, truly, and invites him to dinner so they can talk it out. So he goes to a family dinner at Smash's house and Mama Corinna is cooking, I loved. makes apple pie. I love this scene so much. So yeah, much. It was so sweet. Tim... Yeah. He thrives when you give him support and family. I mean, doesn't everyone, but this kid truly needs a family because he is a struggle bus at all times. I mean, this kid is drinking at all costs everywhere. He can't go a day without picking up a beer. And not that that's not there's anything wrong with like having like a nightcap. But again, he's 16 years old. (laughs) that's your first like problem is you're not even of age to be doing this. And Billy is, I'm sure we'll talk about that scene, but he's a numb nut. Not, you know, and I loved just Riggins sitting at the table with the family and the girls are like, Oh, Tim, he's such a good, good, nice guy. And he's calling her ma'am and pretending to flirt with her, with Corinna and, it was just really cute. It was sweet. What did you think of Smash's speech to him of saying, listen, me and you are different, but we are nothing without football and we're both mm-hmm. going to waste our potential if we don't work together. Yeah. It was like a hard truth and you could see Tim, that Tim, Tim soaked yeah. it up. He's a wasted, prote- he's wasted potential at all times. Like in every yeah. facet of his life. It's so sad. He doesn't care about school. He doesn't really care about football. He doesn't really have true friends. He doesn't really have true family. I mean, obviously those things are out of his control, but he really has so much potential and uses none of it all the time. And football is the one thing that he does like get excited for. So he's good at it. Yeah, you would think that he would be like, no, I'm totally like balls to the wall. Like football is my thing. I'm going to do everything in my power to really succeed in it. But maybe he truly, again, now analyzing it, doesn't have a lot of self-worth that he feels like he can succeed in it. So why try? It's a spiral. It's sad. Yeah. Mike wants to know, would you rather have dinner at Smashes or dinner at the Taylors? Smashes. Same. Same. Fuck, I want Corinna to cook me everything and some apple pie. And I know she'd be like, you're so beautiful. I just, I love her. (laughs) I know I love Corinna She would make me feel so good about myself. (laughs) I just want to hug her. I just want to hug her. She's so warm and she's such a good mom and she's raised raised such good children. I love her. Not that I wouldn't go to the Taylors, but it's a little icy there right now. Well, <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. So Billy and Tim, they stop by to speak with Tammy, which this whole scene, which I know you were like, Billy needs to grow up. I couldn't stop laughing because first you have the two of them sitting in the office waiting for Tammy and Tammy's breast pump is there and they, they're picking it up and Billy's explaining to Tim how this works and that it, it goes on ladies' udders. <laughs> Ladies udders. <laughs> what? It was, it was so good. It was what? so perfect and so um, realistic for what yeah. men think actually a breast pump does. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I watched this episode with Ant and he was like, please tell me that's your quote of the episode because that was fantastic. And so Tammy walks in and she's like, please don't handle that. That's not a toy. And then and she's like buttoning up. She's like I know. freaked out. Right. And you can see like Billy's kind of creepy in a way, like staring he at her. He's right. creepy. I mean, it's so creepy. And she's like, okay, you've missed a lot. You've missed tests. You've missed homework because you went on your little so- sojourn. And he's like, I don't know what sojourn means. So that was very funny. Yeah, it was a really funny scene. But but Billy tries to level with her and he's like, listen, I'm going to be, what did he say? I'm going to be squeezing his testicles. He's got to work so hard. Can we please get him back on the team? Can you like pull some strings? 
with coach, you know, and Tim's like, what do you want her to do? And Billy's like, you know, and like he would have continued like, and Tammy's like, "Uh -uh -uh uh-uh-uh-uh. I am here to guide you in your education. If you wanted to go talk to coach, you can go talk to coach. Good. That's it. That's it. Show up. Okay. Um, switching gears. Matt. Matt, QB1. He meets a new girl, the cheerleader Lauren. Oh my God, it's such an honor to cheer for you. <laughs> I, I was can't. so thrown. I, I was thrown from this. I was like, what is happening? She just goes up to him. He's with a group of guys. She says, yeah. hey, Matt, I am yeah. Lauren. Nice to finally meet you. I know you're our QB. And he's like, yeah, I, okay, like, this is great. But also, like, she's a little thirsty girl. Thirsty. Uh, she parched. I'd, I'd say so. Smash is like, well, there go your Julie problems. Right? Exactly. You don't got to worry about that. Things continue to be awkward for Matt and Julie, but she ends up going into his job and she does apologize for everything. And she's sorry she hurt him and they ho- and hopes that they can move on and be friends one day. Yeah, and he said, I hope so too. Like, I'm, yeah. I hear you and thank you for apologizing, but I'm not ready to accept it. Yeah, right. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Julie, for saying that. And we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, after the party, Jason's party, Matt and Lauren, they're in in his car. They're talking about breakups and past relationships and how much it hurt, like a stab in the heart. And she's like, no, it was like a shiv. It was so – and then like a shank, and it was just very strange. It, the transition and, was <laughs> – Yeah, but – right. But he ended up like making a very strong move and just goes to kiss her. So Matt, After she says shank. <laughs> I know. So Matt, so, like, I'm so turned hi. on by this conversation. And then, you know, very sweetly, he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I didn't mean to come on so strong. And she kisses she's him like, back. Come on. All right. We're good. We found the words that make us want to make out. Shiv and shank. Who knew? Shiv and shank. Who knew? <laughs> but as this is all happening, yeah. Tyra and Julie, they leave the party. And she asked Tyra for a ride, which I'm like, your dad was there. Oh, yeah. So maybe he left early. And maybe like the other kids like stayed later. Well, no, because he was the last one to leave to talk to Jason oh, yeah. about the tapes. Oh, yeah. This doesn't matter. This actually does it not matter. matter. It's just, I know. It's it's just what we do. Eye. Right. It's just what we do. And so Tyra asks her, like, how are you doing with the whole Matt and Lauren thing? And she's like, it's fine. And then she sees them make out. And Tyra grabs her hand and says, let's go rent Thelma and Louise and cry our eyes out. And we'll eat ice cream. And I love this scene, too. I loved it so much. My heart just sung. It was perfect. And I'm just walking away and the camera just panning on them holding hands. I was like, oh, my God. I loved it so much. I love it so much. Will wants to know what's going on with Matt and his new boo. So what are your some light predicts you have for them? Uh, my light predicts would be that they are going to start dating, maybe hooking up, maybe go, hey, maybe go in the distance. Oh. And it's going to lead to them eventually breaking up. I don't know if, I mean, I did predict that Sailor would be back on for the finale of this season. So maybe we will still get there. And Matt and Lauren will date for, I don't know, maybe like three episodes max. Okay. And either they'll do it. I don't know why Like I harp on this like teen sex thing you know how i'm always harping on the teen sex and usually it's like i don't want to see it and i don't really want to see it here but it's just like a realistic thing or very like uh predictable plot on a teen show so i predict that matt and lauren will go to some sort of base and that will be a discussion for later for sailor Okay. Good That's prediction. It. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to amount, which has to do with Coach getting uh, a yes. check. So he gets his first mm. check from being back, and it's less than half what it's supposed to be. 
So he goes to talk to Buddy, trying to find out these answers. And Buddy explains that him and the boosters had to pay off McGregor to get him back, and they're trying their best. Lisa wants to know, will Coach kill Buddy? I 100% would. (laughs) That's why you never make a deal with the fucking devil Buddy Garrity. You don't believe anything he says because there's always false, like, pretenses coming with it. So they didn't have money. They they had enough money to pay McGregor out, which you should have just let him stay. But that's besides the point. That was a whole other conversation I had a couple weeks ago. Um, because now you don't have enough money to actually pay him. <laughs> and now he has right. to get and- a second part time job or something. Randy was well, like, came into the bedroom and started talking to me. I'm like, shh, shh, I have to hear what they're saying. So I I missed the conversation between okay the school and coach. Yes. So they meet. They have another meeting and pretty much they pitch the idea of him becoming the athletic director, which is really Mm. just a title and it's a small paycheck. But if you put that small paycheck together with his coaching paycheck, it's in spitting distance, quote unquote, spitting distance of what his old pay used to be. Mm -hmm. So that being said, now he's going to be in charge of all the departments. And even though Buddy and the other, I guess it was another booster or someone in the education department said, really, the other departments do run themselves, so you won't really have to do much. But then coach is met by the soccer coach, and she complains that they don't have any equipment. They are not treated equally. We have Bobby Roberts. Lisa says, shout out to Alana Ulback in this episode. I also think of Sister Act 2 when I see her, even though she's been in everything. Everything. Yeah. Will says, you know what this is? Rhymes with Ackerball. Chef's kiss. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I loved it. I She's phenomenal. I always yeah. crack up when she's on the screen in any capacity. Um, this is a good transition for a coach, I feel. Like, it makes sense to me that he would become, like, the the director, right? Athletic director. Athletic director. Yeah, yeah that, you that makes say- sense. How do you say her her last name? Is it Yolbach? Yolbach? Olbach? Olbach? I don't. Olbach? Alana? Well, I only, I I always just like never name. have. I don't think I've ever said her name out loud. To be honest. Yeah, I know. I just like have seen it, and I know her from other things. So if I screwed it up, and y'all are shouting, that's why. Yeah. Same. Uh, fun fact about this: I was listening to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, and they were talking about this character, and this character was originally supposed to be played by Rosie O'Donnell. Really? Because Rosie O'Donnell loved Friday Night Lights, and so they created this character for her to play, but she wasn't able to come and play it, so we have her. You know who would also be really good? Alex Borenstein. Yes. Because oh I my feel God. like she's got that same quip, quippy attitude. Yes. Yes. Will said, did they ask for a Holly Hunter type in the casting for the soccer coach? My God, you close your eyes and you sound like this. It sounds like the same person, which I agree. (laughs) I never actually put that together. Now I have to go back and like actually listen to her. Yeah. That's so funny. So, buddy, he's hosting a hog wild sale at Garrity Motors. (sighs) It's a huge car sale. It's also pretty gross because... The entertainment is to have Santiago wrestle a pig. What is this? This is like ridiculous. This is so <laughs> gross. I hate all of this. Yeah. Um, but also, this is a way to show Coach that he could play tight end. So Buddy brings Santiago down <sighs> to show Coach and have him run drills and like he'd be so good for the team. So mm-hmm. please, what do you think? And so we see Santiago like he is good at running and he, he is good, but he's not on the team yet. Like, there is potential there. We yeah. can see it coming. So we see him practicing after school, and Riggins shows up after all to help coach him. But before he does that, he asks him, are you trying to sleep with Lila? So if he said yeah, would Tim have not helped him then? That's my question. That I is my that, question. I think that's the answer. Yeah. Because Santiago says, no, no, she's just my friend. She's she's just my friend. And so then Tim's like, oh, you want me to give you some pointers? I mean, she's just his friend for now. 
you know, like it doesn't mean she has to always be just his friend. He's thinking about, hey, I just got out of fucking juvie. I yeah. needed a job. This girl helped me out of the kindness of her heart. <laughs> Quotes, because I really also, don't know. <laughs> also, I'm working for her dad. I'm, so. right, I'm working for her dad. That would be a little complicated. And I am enrolled. I just got enrolled back into high school. Like, I have a lot going on. It's probably not what he's thinking about is getting into a relationship with Lila. Right. Um, but Tim obviously can't see that. He just sees it, like, as black and white and okay, well, he he's hanging around Lila. It means he must actually want to do her. It's like, well, no, people can actually have relationships where you don't have to have sex, Tim. Yeah. Uh, but this was one of my favorite scenes of the episode because we have Smash yeah. and Matt come out and they all practice together and it's really sweet and we have like, a, it's a friendship moment. It's a, it's a playing football for fun moment. And Coach sees all of this and he's impressed and he offers Santiago to come down next day, play. We'll make a spot for you. And then Tim says, hey, am I back on the team yet? And coach says, no, not even close. Not even close. Progress, but not close yet. Yeah, I give it like, I'm sure it's a, one of the questions, but I give that like two more episodes and then Tim's back on the team. <laughs> okay, yeah, because we had a lot of questions regarding that. So you yeah. just answered that. Yeah. Uh, do you think, though, that Santiago will become a Panther? Yeah, I would love that. I think that is a cool story for him to like come on in, finally graduate. I'm hopeful that he'll graduate and he'll be one of the team. And maybe, just maybe, he'll get a scholarship or go to college or something. I, I would love I do that like for him. him. I do like him because I feel like we're seeing more sincerity of him. Yeah, and I he want seems him to achieve. It seems to be a nice person just got wrapped huh. up in a lot of shit yeah because of the family situation we'll learn more about yeah. him next week yeah little spoiler cool. Vic wants to know do the guys ever hang out together outside of school they always seem so awkward at dinners i think sometimes i mean they're always at parties and stuff yeah i think they spend so much time together that them having dinner it's kind of just like when you come home and unwind with your family like you don't even need to talk at that point <laughs> you know you're like oh i've been with you all day or i was at school or work and you're just kind of like let's just have peace and quiet and enjoy each other's company like you don't have to be on all the time because they're family right. exactly you know? yeah all right let's move on to fibers so oh. landry obviously is upset over tyra he uh has kept this in. He hasn't talked to anybody about it. And he finally tells Chad that Tyra broke up with him. And mm. Chad says girls can be squirrely that way. Squirrely. They can be why, squirrely that way. Why that what choice a, of word? I don't know. What a term. Yeah. But he tries to tell him, like, listen, there will be other girls. So Tyra, she's at school. She's talking to other guys. Like, we know she's also hurting. Yeah. But visually seeing her talking to other guys clearly is making Landry hurt. So it ends up, I keep hitting my cord because I talk with my hands. Yeah. Cannot help it. Mm -hmm. They're everywhere. Okay. So Chad's, there. there's people brought in to work on this case down at the, at, down at the department. And it turns out that car seat fibers were found on the body and matched three GM models, which Landry has one of them. Mm. So Chad goes and he questions Landry about what was found and the fact that there was blood residue found outside the convenience store. He starts retelling the whole sequence of events because Chad knows. We know that Chad knows. And Landry finally comes clean, which this scene was so powerful. Did you cry at this scene? Because I cried at this scene. Absolutely. I cried. I Did I cry the most here? I might have cried the most here. Because Landry, it's it's building up. And his dad says, it's time to trust me. And after Landry comes clean, Chad hugs him. Yeah, Out of all that... of the things to do, hugs him. Because he's oh like, my you're, my, you're my son. I love you. I appreciate you actually telling me the truth because I knew that it was there. You just had to say it to me. And he's like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. I'm so Daddy says, will fix it. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah. Like, get in your car. You're going to follow me. So did you think... He was going to bring him down to the station. What did you think was going to happen? No, I 100% thought we're ditching this car. 
Okay. And yeah. that's that's what happens. They go to a deserted, it's not a field, I don't know where it is, but they burn the car. And while they're burning it, Chad says a prayer. Yeah. He's like, so, please, God, forgive us. Forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. Kate wants to know, were you surprised that Landry's dad decided to help him cover up his involvement in the murder? She was. Do you think Landry will feel better or worse now that his dad knows and is burning the car the best way to get rid of the evidence? This whole situation is crazy, is just crazy. And from day one, I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not in law enforcement. I'm not, I'm my, my knowledge about all of this would, I don't have a lot about it. I, I watch a lot of true crime, but I don't have a lot of, a lot of knowledge uh, when it comes to m- someone getting arrested for murder uh, or verse self-defense. I thought he would go to his dad. The dad would make it right, but I didn't mm-hmm. actually expect him to help him cover it up. Yeah. So this makes it a really complicated really really complicated yeah chris wants to know how far would you go to protect a loved one as far as land as lance as chad i guess yeah it's really yeah. hard to say i know it is <laughs> because really hard. he said dad like i didn't mean to kill him it truly was an accident and i yeah. think the dad chad understood like I'm sure this situation was, this was his only opportunity, like his only option. Right. But, oh, he's a cop. Him, He's chief of police too, right? The dad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, he's, you know, up there. Yeah. It's really, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel yeah. about it. <laughs> well, also, now Lisa asks, will Landry find out why Tyra broke up with him? If so, who will tell him? Will his dad come clean or will Tyra Tyra crack and tell him? No. So what's going to happen now? Yeah. I think both of them are going to be sweating. I don't know if they would ever feel content with what had happened. Chad and Landry, yeah. I mean. I don't know yeah. how you go living without... <laughs> As we said for Chivy, having true stomach issues, like how do you, do you not poop? Do you poop all the time? Which one is it? Because your stomach must be in knots constantly at all times, like paranoia and exhaustion and like just you're, you're just on edge. So how do you live your life like that? Then Landry was and he was kind of feeling better about it. And then now it's all out in the open. And now Chad helped him cover it up. So now both of them, serious stomach issues here. Serious. <laughs> serious stomach issues. Yeah. It's so true. On a lighter note, let's go over last but not least to Ant. You guessed this perfectly, which also like a couple of episodes ago, I was like, I don't know if we ever meet any family. Totally forgot. Totally yeah. forgot about Shelly. So Tammy, she's heading back to work and her sister Shelly is visiting. She's going to take care of Gracie Bell. So right off the bat, what did we think of Shelly? I was super super confused by her persona. I was like, wait, is she a party girl? Is she a naturalist? I am confused. (laughs) Right. There's a balance of both. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that Shelly, Lisa says, does anyone else think of Mr. Shoe's crazy wife when you see Tammy's sister? And then yes. Chris wants to know, what does it mean when they say bounce a quarter off that ask, asking for a friend? <laughs> Which is just a funny scene because as soon as she comes in, we have like the high pitch, like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. And Tammy's like, do you think my butt has gotten bigger since this baby? And she's like, ah, you could bounce a quarter off that ass. Yeah. I love it. Always heard that terminology. I would love it if someone could bounce a quarter off of my ass, but uh, okay. same. <laughs> Maybe one you know, day. <laughs> your girl's got an ironing board back there. No S. Was not blessed in that department. No. Unfortunately. Uh, I, yeah. It was funny because Tammy was like talking smack about her. And then she gets there and she's like, ah! and squeals. Because like, you know, it's your sister. Exactly. Exactly. So, so- she, where, she lives in like 
We don't know. She's like a free spirit, travels the world. We don't know. Okay. She's a preschool teacher. She works in real estate. Right. She's one of those. She's got like a lot of She travels. Yeah. Uh, She ends up giving Julie a top from Brazil. It's pretty much like a... It's like a wrap. top. Yeah. Wrap. I mean, Julie is gorgeous. (sighs) She looks great. But probably wouldn't want my daughter wearing that as a top, maybe on vacation or something. Not yeah, at school. Not to school. But, <laughs> but Shelly, she keeps saying, she's like, oh, my God, she's so hot. We got to tell grandma thanks for your boobs, like making all these terms. And obviously, Julie's eating it up. And she says, I want to take you to Costa Rica. And then, Tammy, there's a Dixie Chick concert on a Wednesday. Why can't you go? I want you to go. I'll take Julie. So it's very difficult because Tammy's very much in her life of I take care of a baby and I have to go to work and I'm a wife. And Shelly has a hard time understanding that. Yeah, she doesn't understand because she is a single person who has no ties to anyone or anything. So she's like, why can't you just pick up and go to a Dixie Chicks concert on a Wednesday night? I'm just really confused by it. <laughs> Tammy's yeah. like, um, I got to cook. I got to breastfeed. Like, my, who's going to take care? I have to go to work the next day. Like, it, it's all involved. And they do end up having that sisterly moment yeah. of Tammy calls Shelly out and Shelly calls Tammy out and then they apologize. And Shelly also says, like, my life is pathetic. Like, I'm probably just jealous of what you have. And Tammy breaks down and says, I love this baby, but now I have to raise a child for 16 years. I have to, like, do this all over again. Yeah, and she cracked me up. She's like, and she's going to be mean to me just like Julie. (laughs) I know. (laughs) She's like, I don't want to go through that again. (laughs) Yeah. Julie's mean stage. I know. Kate says, I love Shelly, and I hope we get more of her. Uh, she also says that she didn't care for Lauren. So what did you think of Shelly? What do you think of Lauren? Lauren was um, a pretty forgettable character so far. We'll see if anything happens with that. Shelly, I have a bad feeling that we're actually never going to see her again. <laughs> That's false. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Okay, good. It just seemed yeah. kind of like, okay, we're just going to throw this in for to show that Tammy has some family that's not really like her and kind of have Tammy the realization of like, okay, obviously things are not perfect here and maybe I'm really just tired and overwhelmed and this baby, while I love her and would never change it, it's just like the timing was not great. <laughs> right. Yeah. All well, right. Last so- but not I'm glad she's yeah. not on the island. That's all. I'm she's saying. she's not on the island. Actually, Mike wants to know how long do you think she'll be in town for? Well, confused because there was a plane at the end. Did that? I thought maybe that meant someone was going. No, that I think you're just <laughs> trying just to make was... something poetic. No, it just they were just a. It was a beautiful like night sky okay. and the plane was just flying. All right, because even in the chat, Kim's like, "Oh, that plane! Did anyone see that plane?" And I'm like, "Am I supposed to be paying attention to this plane?" Okay, so glad. Um, so Mike wants to know how long do we think? How long do I think Shelly will be around for? Yep, just a few, just a few, and maybe she'll pop in and out between seasons. But I don't think she's like staying in Dylan. That's for sure. Okay. And then last but not least, I just wanted to talk about this cute scene when Tammy goes back to work and she's catching up with Glenn and Glenn leaves her a whole workload and Coach finally meets Glenn and they joke that he's a little bit jealous. He is. He's a little bit jealous. He's like, what do you mean you're going to meet Glenn in the lounge? And she says, what are you jealous? And he goes, you like that? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I thought you ate in the cafeteria like everyone else. So I guess Glenn has been teaching here for as long as Coach has been gone. Uh, <laughs> because if they've I never mean, met a, each other. Well, think about it. He's a science teacher. Why would Coach meet the science teacher? I don't yeah, think Coach meets true. a lot of teachers. No, I guess maybe he comes like after schoolish, like beginning of school hours, after school hours. Like, I don't know what he does in between. I guess just hangs out with Mac and goes over plays and does stuff. But. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Will says, fun fact, they keep referencing Midland, Midland, which is the next city over from Odessa, further rooting Dylan as the fictional Odessa. Oh. Oh, interesting. interesting. Uh, Chris says, 
I am buddy to I am to buddy how Ant is to Volchuk. I don't understand all the buddy Garrity hate. Besides the cheating thing, what has he done that's so bad? He's just a terrible person. <laughs> he is selfish and manipulative and he's so pathetic. He's just and like I guess I shouldn't hate on him because he's pathetic, right? Like that doesn't make you a bad person that you're pathetic. But yes, he's like a cheater on multiple accounts. And um he's just trying to get that that deal made whatever he's like he's literally the perfect car salesman like this car could be falling apart. He's like, it's brand new. Tires are bare, but that only means it's just loved. Like, does he could just spin something? Yeah. So I get what you're saying, Chris. As I said with Anthony, I did see some positivity in Volchuk. So I'm looking to see. The, I did like when Buddy was supportive of Lila. Yes. That's the only time yes. I like him is when he's good to his children. But he also did bring Coach back. Yes, I know. We already had this conversation. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I have to say that he did bring coach back. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I would have like I would have liked to be the one to bring coach back. It pisses me off that it was Buddy that got coach back. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you going to go into this fictional world yes. and bring him back? Yes, I am. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and then our last question also from Chris, who's the better brooder? Ryan from the OC or Tim Riggins? My vote is Fight Club Ryan. <gasps> God, I personally so am going to go with Ryan Atwood because it's an obvious answer. I feel like he definitely does brooding better. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so, I find that that's really hard for me to pick because they're both pretty freaking brooding. <laughs> they're really both super uh, broody guys. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm, this is the first time I've had to think about this. Uh, my gut was going to say Tim Riggins, but I think as a whole, I only I only know Tim for almost two seasons, and I knew Ryan for four. And Ryan was pretty much brooding the entire time, and I predict that Tim would probably be brooding this entire show. So I'm going to go with Tim Riggins, but you guys okay. both picked Ryan. We'll have one for Tim. Between me yeah. and you, one for Tim, one for Ryan. Exactly. Music in, yeah, music in this episode, The Hives, Trans Am, and Kevin Drew. What do you have for quotes? Chris, honey, she said I could bounce a quarter off that S. That's what I also had. I loved it. It was yeah. great. It was so good. Uh, Coach's Corner, what was your favorite moment? I I combined both the Jason and coach scenes. The first one where he's like, I need you back. I miss you. It's not the same. And then at the end where he's like, you know what? Actually, you do what's best. And your tapes are here for when you're, if you need them. Like, like he's not gonna, like, you're not, you're always welcome back pretty much. Yes. I loved. I I did. I loved that. Like, they're here for you when you want them. Yeah. But we also appreciate it. I know that was also my favorite. I combined those two as well. Mm. All right. MVP and shittiest. Do you have yours? Yes. Okay. Who was your MVP? It was Jason. Really? Explain. I loved his growth moments in this episode. Him saying, you know, I want to be better than people that get stuck in this town. And he was actually really honest with his emotions and he said to coach like I thought I was ready to come back here and I thought I this is what I loved but I actually don't love it and so I'm not gonna stay because you want me to like I'm gonna do it for me so I love that and he just he he was just great in all scenes that he was in I was like he's just back to being that like softer Jason that's more appreciative and like seeing the world with a bigger lens and not so like focused on obviously like I was gonna say the little things but like you know being paralyzed is not a little thing but in the grand scheme of his life he can accomplish so much more than him just being a paralyzed person yeah uh that's a great answer we had votes for we did have a vote for Tim we had votes for smash uh Will, he chose Smash and said, I like how he pushed for Riggins, even though they had 
a checkered past. Remember the racially charged protests in season one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then a blue ribbon to Matt and Julie. He chose Sailor, which was Sailor. interesting. I, I personally chose Smash. I loved Smash in this episode. And we also had a vote for Chad. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Shittiest. I felt there was no one really shitty in the this episode, so yeah. I just went off principle and picked Buddy because that's who I'm going <laughs> to default to at all times. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, Chris. <laughs> yeah, we had we had votes for Buddy, and then we had votes for Shelly. I personally chose Shelly, mm-hmm. even though I don't really agree with it. Just, you know, I, I, she was just a sister busting chops, but then came to it and had a good conversation with her. Like, I've been there. I've been kind yeah. of a dick to my sister before, so I didn't want to pick Buddy because Buddy's Buddy's trying his best. I think he's doing the best that he can. Okay, with this whole. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I'm glad that they didn't write Shelley and Tammy's relationship where they're both like a little bit more sh- like their relationship is strained. They both were genuinely like excited to see each other. Yeah, of course. And it seemed like I I'm just assuming that they're all each other has. Like we don't see a, I don't know if they have other siblings. We don't know what their parents st- status is, but it seems like they grew up close and then they decided on two different like life paths, but they still have that true like bond at the end of the day, even though they're so different. So I'm glad that we didn't go like, no, they're just polar opposites and they'll never really understand each other. Yeah. Kind of yeah. spiel, so. No, I agree with you. I liked their bond. Even in the end when, when they had their conversation and she was like, you're such an ass. And she's like, you're such an ass. Like, it was yeah. sweet. It was yeah. sweet. It felt very genuine. All right, let's go into a booster of the week. Liz, who are we supported by this week? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. De love Lisa, de love Lisa. <laughs> hey girl. We're so happy we get to hear from Lisa. It's been a while, but she's getting back into the swing of things of sending us her emails each week for both of our podcasts. And she's just always I just always love to hear her thoughts and opinions. They may even differ from what we think and she just said some new light on some situations and I love that. And we just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for you being with us for quite some time. And we love when we get to hear from you and we love having you as a Betty. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. I do want to give a birthday shout out to our Betty, Emily. Emily. Hope you have a wonderful birthday. It's coming up. And I also want to give a shout out to our patron, Vic. She wrote us a very sweet card. Uh, she meant she tried to send it. And there were some issues. I moved recently and there's change of addresses and forwarding and all of that. Anyway, she ended up sending it in an email and it was very sweet. And we it appreciate was. you, Vic. So thank you so much for your continued support. And thank you all Bettys yeah. for your support each week. If you're interested or if you want to support us, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Total Betty Podcast Network. The link is in the show notes. We truly appreciate you. Yeah. Each and every one of you. Okay, which emoji should we pick? Hmm. I was thinking the birthday hat or like the emoji like blowing the little, what is that called? A horn? Uh, like a... Is it a horn? Oh. The horn where it's like... The thing that goes... Yeah. They call... Yeah, they're called something. I don't you guys remember. Know. That emoji, it has like the little hat. It's like a celebration emoji or yeah. something. the birthday hat. I was thinking because of Jason. Sure. Let's do that. Cute. And what you can do with that emoji, uh, Chris, he's been sending it in emails. So thank you so much for understanding the assignment. <laughs> but you can stick that emoji in an Apple podcast review. Uh, you know, these girls make me want to celebrate life. It's Ooh. a really good emoji for an Apple so podcast review. That's like a I really know. good one. <laughs> I know. So if you're enjoying the show and you haven't yet, please consider leaving us a review. Pop that emoji in there. Send us the emoji on Instagram. Send us an emoji in an email on Patreon. That way we know you're listening. Yeah. We yeah. love it. Okay, Liz. I'm going to give you a look into next game's playbook. This is for episode seven. Wow. Wow. I know. Are you ready? 
Yes. Okay. Pantherama. Oh, okay. Okay. Your words are recruiter, 48, <laughs> choreograph, <laughs> and family. <laughs> Could be the most vague words. Okay. Recruiter. Well, recru- Pantherama, I guess, is like, makes me feel like it's like pep rally. It's Panther, like, I mean, it's always Panther freaking season in this show, but it, maybe yeah. it's like the true start of football season again. No, we're already past that. I'm, why am I thinking it's still a beginning of school? It's not, I guess. Um, but I still predict it's like a pep rally situation and um, maybe recruiters will, I don't know if recruiters will come to a game or they'll come to talk to the kids maybe at Pantherama. <laughs> Um, hopefully Smash will get some potentials and maybe Matt as well but Matt is not Smash's age so I think it will just be Smash because Smash will be he's like technically the only senior so they say at the moment Right, 48 maybe what's his name what's the new kid's name Santiago that's going to be his number He's getting okay. on the team. 48 is Santiago. Choreography. Is this a Julie Dance thing? Because I really can't take it. Please. Do you want to know? Yeah. It isn't. Oh, thank God. And it's choreograph. Oh, choreograph. Okay. I mean, same thing, I guess. Right, but choreograph. Does it have to do with dancing? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, so maybe there is, I was going to say a school dance, but we kind of already did that daddy-daughter dance situation last season. Maybe there is, at the Pantherama, some sort of like promise situation where there's dancing and they kind of need to... Pretend they know how to slow dance. I have no idea what that one, clearly. Okay. Or maybe or maybe it has to do with like them dancing on the field and coach is like, Yeah, let's try something different where it's like a fake out. I don't know. <laughs> My brain is all sorts of scrambled. And family Yeah. Could be for anything. Yes, it can. Can I get a clue as to is it what is it the Taylors? Is it the Riggins? Is it the Collettes, the Clarks, <laughs> the Garrities? Kind of neither. <laughs> none, none of them? Uh, none of those. Okay. Family. Oh, oh, oh. It's Santiago's family because you teased that we were getting more with that. Okay, so that's good. I'm I'm interested to hear about his background and what makes him tick as a person and as a character. So I look forward to the family. Maybe we'll we'll talk about the family. We won't meet any family, but we'll talk about it. We will definitely talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And we will definitely talk about it. Yes, no, we will <laughs> definitely talk about it. All right. Before we end this episode, we do have Will's football poetry corner. Set the mood, get those snaps. Here we go. Going deep. When a wide receiver goes deep, he streaks down the field to receive a deep bomb from the quarterback. The Panthers are going deep into their pockets to get Coach Taylor the salary he needs while Santiago tries out by going deep on the field. Streak goes deep into his heart to find out what he really wants, and it isn't football right now. Aww, very nice. Going deep. And I hit the mic as I snapped. Always. Double whammy. <laughs> oh, and I hit it again. Wow. <laughs> oh, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everyone who's subscribing and downloading. We truly appreciate it. If you're new around here, hey, send us a message. Let us know that you're enjoying the show. Uh, you can check out everything else that we do. Patreon.com slash Total Betty Podcast Network. We'll be back next week for episode seven, Pantherama. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at TalkingTexasForever at gmail.com. 
If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.